Thanks for listening to the Refuel Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for a new episode. All right. So um, how many of y'all like sharp things? I, I know we're not supposed to, I know we're not supposed to like them, but we kind of like them, don't we? Um, I'll never forget, I can't remember where we were, but we were, uh, we were somewhere, we were on the road somewhere, and um, I needed a knife. And one of you, middle school, your middle school time girls just whips out this big old buck knife. And I was like, oh my, I think it was you, Cora. And I was like, oh my goodness. Uh, we, we like knives, we like sharp things, and you know, like when, when you're a kid, of course, like when you're little, you, know, you always want the sharp things, and it's like, I can't have the sharp things, and now, you know, you get older and you get to have the sharp things, and it's fun. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about what it means to be dangerously sharp, and we're going to be talking about your friendships. And um, the main point of what we're talking about tonight is that the friendships in my life, the people I surround myself, my friendships can make me either sharp or they can make me be dull. Like my friends can make me be sharp or they can make me be dull. And we're going to use a couple things to illustrate it today, uh, or tonight. Um, we're going to use one of my favorite tools, which is the axe. Um, we'll talk about what it means to have a sharp axe. Um, and we're also, um, I have a special guest. I have a friend that's going to be coming um, up these stairs here in a couple minutes. Um, and he's going to, um, to kind of illustrate what we're going to learn from the Bible too. Um, so as we're talking about sharp friendships versus dull friendships, I want to ask you a question. The question is, who are your friends? Who are your friends? Um, if, you have, if, if, if your friend is, is close to you right now, just give him a little pat on the shoulder. Say, you're a good friend. Okay? Um, I'm, glad, I'm glad some of you have some friends. Um, if you're here tonight and, 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 the, and the person sitting next to you is not your friend, just look at them with sad puppy dog eyes and say, will you be my friend tonight? Okay? All right. Now that I've lost you, um, I want to ask you a question. The same question I asked you a minute ago. Who are your friends? Who are the people who, you know, we have all these different names for friends. There's BFF. There's... Ride or die, that's popular over on the Barbersville, Ona Milton side, you know, she's my ride or die. Uh, yeah. Who are your friends? Who are the people that are close to you? Now, the next question is, are you closer to God or are you further away from God because of those people in your life? Are you closer to God or are you further away from God because of those people in your life? If you have your Bible, um, yeah, if, if you're visiting tonight, we... we we, we're all about the Bible, and this is the one time during the, you know, I, I told you, you know, we, do, we have two rules. First rule is have a lot of fun. The second rule is learn a lot from God, and this is the time of, of our night where we learn a lot from God. So if you have your Bible, turn to Proverbs chapter 27. And Proverbs is cool because Proverbs are like, every, every, any, y'all like chicken nuggets? You know, Proverbs is cool because it's like eating chicken nuggets because every verse is its own little truth and its own little nugget of wisdom. They don't necessarily all build off each other like other parts of the Bible. So when you're reading in Proverbs, what you see is, 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 is you see some little nuggets, and we're going to look at this verse that has this nugget of truth about friendship, and this is going to be kind of the main point. My friends can either make or break me. My friends can either make or break me. That's what you're going to learn as you read this, this, this verse in Proverbs. And we're going to just break this verse down. So Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. Probably the shortest verse we've read together here for a long time. So what I want to do is I want to read it, and then I want us to all pray together. Let's read it. Verse 
17 of chapter 27, it says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Uh, so before we move any, um, any further, let's bow our heads, let's close our eyes, don't look at the person next to you, let's just pray that God speaks to us through his word as we read it again and as we talk about it. Uh, Father, I pray that as, as we're all gathered here together in your name, that, um, that you will speak, um, that your word will, will do work on us, um, that your Holy Spirit will work in our hearts and convict our hearts, um, and God, that we will carefully consider, that we'll carefully consider who we let into our hearts and into our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. What's so cool about this verse is God gives us an object lesson. If you, most of you guys that come here every week, you know we do, like, there's always something on this stage. Like, 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 if I can see it, I can understand it, and I can believe it. So we like object lessons, and what's so cool is that God gives us an object lesson on friendships in the Bible, and he uses the object of iron on iron. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And he talks about the effect that we have on each other. So we're going to read the, you know, as we read through this verse, we're going to make a, what we, what we always do first is we make a couple observations, and then we make some, we call it application. We, how are we going to live this out? So the first thing that we notice as we read this verse, it says that God has a plan for my life. Um, if you look at this verse, it says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. There are two words that are repeated in this verse. One is iron, and we're going to talk about that. But the other one is sharpens. Um, you know what? If you have an axe and it's not very sharp, you're not going to have a lot of fun with that axe. And, by, let, me, and let me tell you, this axe is a lot of fun. You can take out a lot of aggression with this axe. <laughs> you, you just pretend that, you know, that tree is a pretty, you know. You, you know. Um, so let me tell you, if you don't have a sharp axe, you're not going to do very well at chopping and the same is true with your spiritual life. If you don't have a sharp spiritual life, you're not going to do well in service to God, and you're not going to live the life that God wants you to live. Over the past couple weeks, we've been talking about some hot topics in our youth group. Um, two and three weeks ago, we talked about forgiveness, which is a tough one. Last week, we talked about dating, which is kind of another hot topic. Um, we always save that for the end of the year, right around prom season. Um, Tonight, this is, this is another big topic for you because what I've learned about you is your friendships are everything. Your relationships are everything. Um, God has a plan for your friendships and he has a plan for your life. And it says that as one person sharpens another, just like iron sharpens iron, God's plan is for you to be sharp. What does that mean? Well, the first thing that we learn when we're talking about iron sharpening iron is if I was to take a piece of iron, and you know, I, we've, we've got lots of iron here today. Um, we've, got, we've got a lot here. Um, if I was to just indiscriminately bang on this ax head, would this ax head get sharper? I have to have a purpose, right? I have to, I've got a plan, right? God has a plan for your life, doesn't he? What's God's plan for your life? First, his plan for your life is that you will believe in Jesus and be saved. The second is that you will live that resurrection life and, and that, that'll work its way into every part of your life. Um, God has a plan. And we talked about the last couple weeks. God has a plan for the way that you forgive. God has a plan for the way that you relate to people of the opposite gender. God has a plan for every part of your life. And the closer we get to God and the more we allow God to sharpen us, the more our life is pleasing to God. 
What is the template? Just like I'm trying to fashion an axe head, what is our life supposed to look like if we're sharp? Or maybe a better question is, who is our life supposed to look like if we're sharp? Who is our life supposed to look like if we're sharp? There you go. It's the one time the Sunday school answer works. Um, Jesus. We're supposed to look like Jesus. We have a template. We're supposed to look like Jesus. And being sharp means looking like Jesus. The other thing is, what if I just got this ax nice and sharp, and I just set it right here? And I invited Sydney over and Victoria, and I said, hey, I want to show you guys this ax. Look how sharp it is. And they're like, oh, that's awesome. And, you know, and, and then the next week, I, you know, I, I have you over, and I have you over, and you know, I'm like, Christian, you got to come see this axe. i got this sharp axe. You know, at some point, you're going to ask a question. Are you going to cut anything with that axe? Right? And, and, and the reason that God has sharpened us and he's conforming us into the image of Jesus is because he has a purpose for us. And he has a plan for us. What's, what's, what's our purpose? Why are we here? Oh, I guess some of you guys got it. To make disciples. We're here to tell other people about Jesus. Yep, sometimes I, I'm afraid that as church we turn into an axe museum rather than an axe sharpening station. The reason we come is so that we can be sharpened to tell other people's, to people about Jesus as we live a life. So God has a plan for your life. Whether you are a graduating senior, like Musgrave over there, Victoria, Trevor, whether you're a fifth grader that's visiting for the first time, God has a plan for your life, and his plan for you is as specific as you are. And his plan's not for when you get older. His plan is for right now. You may say, well, Matt, I don't have a job. I don't think. You, you have an Instagram, right? You post on it all the time. And you get hundreds of likes on your Instagram. Maybe God wants you to be an Instagrammer for Jesus. Yeah, you play Fortnite like 50,000 hours a day. Maybe God wants you to be a Fortniter for Jesus. God has, doesn't just have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> Got you guys real excited when I talked about that, huh? So God doesn't just have a plan down the road. He has a plan right now, and that plan is for you to be conformed to the image of God, of Christ, to be sharp, and to make disciples. The next thing we learn, iron sharpens iron, is that we don't underestimate the power of people. What does God use to sharpen people? What does God use to sharpen people? Just shout it out. Some of you got it. He uses people. People are God's favorite instrument to use. God made the Grand Canyon. That's pretty awesome. If I were to post a picture, a selfie of me versus a picture of the Grand Canyon, which would get more likes? But you know what? God didn't give the Great Commission, the gospel to the Grand Canyon. He gave it to ugly old me. Yeah. Some of you are like, yeah, that guy's ugly. God uses people. Yeah, I've got this picture of Horton Hears the Who up here. Do you remember the, the big line from Horton Hears the Who? A person's a person no matter how small, right? And you're a teenager and you're like, God, God can't use a teenager. God doesn't have a purpose for a teenager. Look at what this verse says. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. How did God save the world? He became a person. Jesus. What do we call that? God is 100% God, 100% man. What's our little term for that? God and abide. The divine became a human. How did Jesus say, how did God save the world? He became a person. 
Because people make a difference. Who did God entrust his gospel to? Twelve people, the disciples. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, God has given us the message of reconciliation, the greatest thing ever. He could have etched it on the walls of the Grand Canyon. He could have put it on the moon instead of like the, the man in the moon. Like he could have put the, the gospel on the moon. He chose to give it to us because we, people make a difference. People sharpen people. So one person sharpen. Don't underestimate yourself. You are influencing people whether you realize it or not. Whether you realize it or not, you are influencing people. The person sitting next to you, you have an effect on. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's big, whether it's small, you are influencing people. Don't count yourself out. You're in, at fifth grade, at seventh grade, at eleventh grade, you're influencing your family. You, know, some, you, 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 you can say one word and make your mom's, you make your mom's heart rate go from like, like 60 to 120 really quick. You know, you, 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 can, you can make one look with your face to make your dad's head explode. You have influence. You have power. The question is, are you using it to sharpen other people and make them more godly? The people around you, whether you think they're influencing you or not, the people you play sports with, the people you hang out with, they have power and they influence you whether you realize it or not. So never underestimate the power of people because one person sharpens another. And here's the final thing. Here's the third thing that we learn is that sharpening requires like materials. And those of you that were supposed to text our guest, that's now's the time to text our guest. Um, sharpening requires like materials. What does it say? It says, as iron sharpens iron. See, God's, God knew the power of people. That's why he gave the gospel to people. But you know what Satan loves to try to do? He tries to reverse engineer what God does. And Satan says, oh, God trusts his gospel to people. Then you know what I need to do? I need to entrust my mission to people. What's Satan's mission? is to steal, kill, and destroy. To steal your joy. To stop people from believing in the gospel. Satan says, if God can use people to spread the gospel, maybe I can use the people around that person to pull them away from Jesus. It says, as iron sharpens iron. So if iron sharpens iron, what does wood do to iron? It dulls it. Some of us, we hang around people who are not like us, be not unequally yoked. We hang around the same people and the same people and the same people, and we wonder why our spiritual life is virtually non-existent. It's because wood don't sharpen iron, does it? It dulls it. Iron sharpens iron. Um, don't believe me? Trust the Bible. Um, 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, bad company corrupts good character. Uh, Proverbs 22.24-25 says, don't associate with a hot-tempered person. You know those kind of people? Don't associate with a hot-tempered person or one who's easily angered, or you might learn, your way, learn their ways and get ensnared. You show me your friends, I'll show you who you're going to be in six months. I, as the guy on the men's warehouse commercial says, I guarantee it. You show me your friends, I'll show you, who you who, exactly who you will be in six months. Sharpening requires like materials. If we want to become conformed into the image of God, we got to start hanging out with like materials. And by the way, don't assume because you're at church that you're with like materials. Um, I've got Andrew here. You may not know this. I'm staying away because I don't want to get scorched. Andrew is a blacksmith. 
Andrew's one of our teenagers. He, he's, in a, he's, in, he's a senior. He's going to be graduating. He has a very, 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 very hot one of these. And you know what he does with this? He can forge that, and he can shape that, and he can make that anything he wants to be. I think it's pretty impressive. And how are we, wow, going to choose the right friends? Got a couple things. If you're a note taker, you may want to write these down. And here's the first thing. Here's the first thing. you got to be moldable. In order for this to be moldable, it has to get very, very, very hot. The whole time we were up here talking, Andrew was getting this thing so hot to where it is blazing. You see how orange that is? This is not moldable. That is moldable. If you want to allow yourselves to be influenced by the right per people, you need to put yourself in a position where you're hot, spiritually speaking. Hey, it's okay. We've only had the carpet for three weeks. No, I'm joking. Um, we knew that might happen. You got to put yourself in a position where you can be molded. Hey, let me ask you a question as you're watching Andrew. When's the last time that you met with God? When's the last time? <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. Brian, hey, we've got a firefighter here. Brian's on it. It's all good. It's all good. Okay, that's okay. Um, that's okay. We had our excitement. Give Andrew a hand. Um, But hey, did you notice? Did you notice how different the iron that Andrew had was from the iron that I have? You could sit there and I gotta be careful what I touch here. You could sit there and you could just start wailing on this thing and wailing on it and wailing on it. You're not gonna change it because it's not in a position to be changed. Yeah, we approach our friendships, especially, you know, why is it that you can go to church and you can pick a fight with everybody at church? And everybody at church offends you. Maybe it's because you're not very moldable. Do you like the way I said that? You're not very moldable. You're not moldable. Um, we need to put ourselves in a position where we're moldable. You, you can't rely on last year's mission trip to keep you blazing hot for God. You can't rely on the Bible reading you did two weeks ago. You can't rely on that prayer you did before your meal yesterday to keep you on fire for God. If you're not on fire for God, you're not going to be moldable. Um, you're not going to be sharpened. Uh, the next thing that we learn is that you need to embrace the sparks. We kind of all just embraced the sparks and the flames, and that was fun, wasn't it? Um, here's the thing. When you are around other people and they are working on you and you're sharpening one another, did you see when Andrew was hitting that? There were sparks I've been with some of you guys for a long time. I was thinking about for you guys that, um, that, are, that came over and you're visiting with us to show you the pictures of some of the seniors this year and juniors when they came over and they were new to the youth group and they were all like about this tall, you know, and, 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 and you know, I have this picture of Jordan. He just, it's just this, yeah, I'm showing you on senior night. I'm showing you, I got pictures, I got, I got dirt on all y'all. Um, so, um, but, but here, here, here's, Here's the thing, I've been with you guys six, seven years. We've seen, a, we, we've been through a lot together. Haven't we, Victoria? <laughs> we, 
We, we, Musgrave, we've, we've, seen, we've, had, we've seen sparks, haven't we? Yeah? Things aren't always easy. And, and you know, your generation is so different than your parents' generation. Your parents' generation, they revel, a lot of them, they revel the argument. Yeah, they, 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 love, they, they love to get in there and, 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 and exchange ideas. You guys are like, oh, conflict? I'm going to go in the corner and I'm going to cover my ears. I, you know, people my age are kind of like that too. Right? We're, we're, I think we got so tired of hearing people fight and hearing people debate, and not just debate, but get really upset about things. That we're just like, we're just going to stay away from conflict. But in the process, you're never going to be shaped and you're never going to be sharpened. If you don't embrace the sparks, there may be some times that I'm not living the way I need to live, and Musgrave calls me out on it. What does Proverbs say about that in the same chapter? It says, better is an open rebuke than hidden love. Verse 6, it says, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but the enemy multiplies kisses. Sometimes you need to love someone enough to tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. And sometimes I really need you guys to tell me what I need to hear instead of what I want to hear. And, you know, those of you that have been around with me, with me for a long time, we've had those. So I've learned probably more from you than you've learned from me. But we need to embrace the spark sometimes. We need to not always run. We don't need to be people that love conflict and are always looking for a fight. But there's sometimes where we, we, we need to sharpen each other. Um, here, the next one, it, it gets a little harder. Stay sharp. Stay sharp. We talked about how if you hang around with the wrong people over and over again, what happens? You get dull, and they get hurt. I've got this scar on my hand. Kind of hard to see from up here. I was up in the attic, or not the attic, up in the roof here um, several years ago, and I had a, a pocket knife with me. I was cutting a wire tie, and the pocket knife was really dull. If you ever try to cut stuff with a dull pocket knife, what you know is it slips, and you usually get hurt more from a dull pocket knife than you do from a sharp pocket knife. And I slipped, and I cut right here on my finger. And I was like, oh, what's that white thing? Oh, that's my bone. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I need to get that looked at. You know, dull knives, dull axes do more damage than sharp ones. And can I, you ever think that maybe the reason the world has, is, has such a turnoff about Christians is because we're not where we need to be spiritually, and they see us, and they think, oh, you're a Christian, and you go there. Oh, you're a Christian, and you do that. Um, we need to stay sharp. The axe is meant to chop, but you need to come back here. You need to be around people who are going to sharpen you because it gets, you get dull really quick. And here's, here's the final thing is, I don't know, Andrew probably went to go tend to his fire, um, is that we need to trust the blacksmith. What's so interesting about this is we've got two things that are not intelligent objects, right? If I set this here, and I set this here, and I said, okay, go sharpen each other, Ain't nothing going to happen, right? They're just going to sit there. You realize that God compares us to blunt objects? <laughs> Maybe that's not a compliment, you know? Um, these objects are only as good as they are in the hands of the blacksmith. So we need to entrust our lives to God. We need to say, God, please surround me with the right people. God, please give me the insight and the foreknowledge to understand who's going to be a good influence in my life and who's going to be a wrong influence in my life. You know, I, I thought about having this big list of, okay, a good person in your life will do this, a bad person in your life will do this, but you guys pretty much know who the good people are and who the bad people are, who the right influences are. You don't need a lesson on how to pick the right friends. What you need is encouragement to actually follow through with it. The people you hang out with this summer are going to make or break you. 
When you, fifth graders, when you get to middle school, you get to big old Barbersville Middle School, the people that you choose to sit at the lunch table with and the people that you hang out with on the bus, they will influence you. Best make the right decision. Best surround yourself with people who are going to keep you sharp. And that's all I have, as Forrest Gump would say, that's all I have to say about that. Um, so what I want to ask you to do, um, we're going to pray and we're going to get out of here. Um, I'll be at the door to um, say hi and shake your hand and say bye. Um, but just, let's just take a moment and pray together and ask God to reveal to you if you have the right people surrounding you. Let's bow our heads, let's close our eyes, and just, just for a second here, I'm just going to give you, you're not used to this, but I'm going to give you like a couple seconds of calm and a couple seconds of peace and just ask God if you have the right people surrounding you. Ask God if you've become dull. Ask God to bring people into your life who will sharpen you. Uh, Father, thank you for bringing us here tonight. Um, God, we do need wisdom. Uh, we need courage to make the right decisions. So God, I pray for each teenager here and each adult here that you'll give us courage, uh, that we'll surround ourselves with people who are godly, people who have character, uh, people who read and pray, read your word and who pray and who do what you say to do so that in the process we will become more like you. Um, God, I pray that we'll trust you as, as, as the blacksmith, the one who forges us, uh, the one who brings us together. And, and, and God, I pray that even when things happen and, and, and sparks fly, um, God, that we'll trust you, that we'll stick it out, and that we will speak truth and love to each other. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Refuel Podcast. If you have any questions or would like to review the notes from this podcast, be sure to download the Refuel app from the App Store on any mobile device.